0: another episode of Mornings with Marla. I'm so excited because I have Raya here, Sharon Brock. Yes? Yes. Okay, nailed it. (laughs) I'm like, how do I pronounce your last name? Um, But I haven't had a guest in a couple episodes, so I'm super excited, and we are going to talk about community and um, just like finding your your crew and your like your female friends, but not necessarily females, but just like your community that has the same energy and carries the same vibe and the same interests as you do, um, kind of as you move through life. If you move spaces or if you move friend groups or just you know, how important that is to feel that sense of community and really connect with people and have a support system. And I talk about it all the time where I'm like, if you can join a mastermind or just a Facebook group that's really supportive or anything like that. It just helps so much in those days where you're feeling like you just need to turn to someone and kind of have this sense of, like, home and feeling included. Um, So I'm really excited to see where this goes. Um, But my first question for you is, first of all, you can introduce yourself. um, And then, like, what is your definition of community and, like, what does that mean to you?
1: Mm, Well, hello, everyone. My name is Raya, currently living in Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Wisconsin! Um, which is just a beautiful way just I feel like us connecting and getting to touch base on this conversation just already is a symbolism and shows what community is. It's Mm -hmm. just this network of beautiful people that are designed to be in your life to support you and to allow you to expand and grow and I think it's definitely a foundation of being human because not you know I think that we are, you know, one cell in an organism and the more cells that start to combine together create a stronger and more powerful effect within that organism. So mm. I just feel like, um, I feel like community and culture and connections are, are so, so important to mm. really moving forward.
0: Yeah, I love that analogy of just like, so a single cell, like, can't produce even a human body, let alone, you know, <laughs> like... Not much is a single cell except for, like, tiny little microorganisms. And, you know, they thrive, but, like, they don't have, like – the intelligence that we have, or like the sense of needing to belong, or the I don't, it's it's a really cool analogy to think of like, okay, it's like one little piece of the whole. Um mm-hmm. and were you talking? So we have this mutual friend, um, Lee, who's been on this podcast before, and he's talked to me about you so much, and is just Yay. like you guys need to be friends, <laughs> you need to hang out, you need to talk, and like here we are. Um, but when he was talking to me. We were talking about like, and I've talked about this a couple of times before, but like the web. So like Mm -hmm. when you're creating community around the planet and making connections like this, like I'm in Boulder and you're in Wisconsin, and it's just like cultivating this other strand of this web that I feel like envelops the entire planet of just like connections between people and how important it is not only to find community in your immediate space, but also like through covid we've found so much community within, you know, the digital space or like the social Mm -hmm. media space and stuff like that. And it's just been really interesting how the web has almost expanded through COVID because we've had to be at our houses quarantined. Um, Did you have a theory on the web, like the web enveloping the, like the earth or is that Lee said something about that to me? And I was just like, if we have a similar, similar ideal around it, or if it's new to you, (laughs)
1: No, I agree. I feel like I look at it as if it's a spider web. Like mm-hmm. we're in the middle of this spider web and we continue to make connections even, you know, people passing like in the mm-hmm. grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like you're building that that energetic connection with that individual whether you're recognizing it or not and then more powerful connections are happening with people you, you know, have a soul connection with mm-hmm. or a family relative connection with. Mm-hmm. So ultimately we're continuously forming this web that's happening and Mm -hmm. you know like we know each other through lee and i think that right there is like you know it's forming a triangle it's a part of that web that is like bringing us all together and i feel like that continuously happens Mm -hmm. all around the world so it's just really cool to to notice if you were to like draw a picture or like Mm. a painting of like what your friends and family looks like Uh Um, whether it's in colors and like symbolisms and Mm. shapes like how how would that look to you and I feel like for me it would be like like mandalas like a bunch of different Mm. mandalas like Mm -hmm. because we each form our own pattern and our own rhythms and our own vibration but then we come together at certain parts of our life that are going to be most beneficial and most helpful for our journey to continue to move on, to continue to be inspired and continue to be a creative Mm -hmm. light being.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how, um, like if you think of the web concept, how you just described it, it's like, so, you know, we have a mutual friend, but we've never really like met in person or like over zoom or whatever before, Mm -hmm. but it's like the, the connections that you have with certain people, they also have so many, like thousands mm-hmm. or tens of thousands of connections, but off of them. And it's just like, that is how I feel like networking kind of works. And mm-hmm. you never know where you're going to go. And you could stumble into like a, a yoga studio or like a rock climbing studio or something like that and meet someone that knows someone else that can link you to exactly where you want to go. And it's just like, for me, the beauty of the web is like, I continually talk about the things I'm trying to manifest in my life and like tell people all the time, like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And by talking about it there, they always are like, oh, I have a friend that, or like, oh, you need to meet this person or, oh, I can talk to this uh, with this person. And it just, it just continues to like make this mesh connection more great and like strong and like epic. It's it just is such a cool concept that I've been seeing so much lately on like I guess you don't have social media which is mm-hmm. I need to ask you about that too but um <laughs> but like on social media just all these people talking about this spider web this web and it's enveloping the earth and I'm just like where are we all getting the same concept from like we're, we're all getting the same download and it's just interesting because we're all interconnected in that way
1: yeah I agree I feel like it's almost like there's like as if we were look like if we look up into the sky and we see all these constellations where there's like you know we see stars we see the little dots but intuitively we know that like these stars are connecting and creating Mm -hmm. these powerful shapes and that have a deep meaning behind them and Mm -hmm. it's the same with like the connections and relationships that we are establishing throughout whether it's you know for me just wisconsin or if it's friends that i have in washington or arizona or florida wherever it may be like Mm -hmm. you're creating those shapes and i feel like within like that area that you were that you created that that web or that Mm -hmm. um whatever it may be those connections like that in itself shows you a deeper explanation of where you were at in your journey and why you you know drew those people into your life Mm -hmm. and how you how you were supposed to meet people and it i just think it's incredible how like You can know one person and then just so happen to, you know, decide to go out to the beach or wherever with them. And then you meet all these other Mm -hmm. incredible individuals. And uh, I feel like it's a lot of synchronicities and deja vu that happens when you know, like, it's the rawness and genuine people that you're supposed to meet.
0: Mm -hmm. So you, you believe, do you think that, like, in our life, we're kind of on this path where you know, it's not completely decided for us, but I think our decisions, you, you kind of have this like little narrow area of like where your life could go based on the decisions you make. But I, do you feel like it's kind of mapped out for you where you're supposed to meet these like soul connections and soul humans that maybe you've met in like a previous life or just like that come into your life for a specific reason? Like I know with Lee, we were both going through like horrible breakups and we kind of like connected on that, but without him in my life during- that summer and he says the same thing. It was it was like we we don't know what we would have done. And it was like the universe plopped us right next to each other for this precise reason was to help us heal.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. And I think that same exact thing happened with Lee like Mm -hmm. he's definitely like he's my soul brother like Mm -hmm. he is family and we've definitely known each other in another life or many lives Mm -hmm. um, siblings whatever it may be Mm -hmm. and it also happened to me in Arizona I met another soul family member who in a previous life was my son and so we just had this like awesome connection. And we got this chance to like renew and rewrite the story from our previous life. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome to be able to tap into that and, and learn from what the exchange, what the relationship mm-hmm. was, just how it was showing up in, in this current state. And it brought a lot of nurturing and healing to my journey. And I, I definitely needed to meet him. And I think mm-hmm. he definitely needed to meet me.
0: How awesome. How do you determine, like, what was the determining factor that you, like, know a previous life was sun for you? Well, I think um, there's, there's just an
1: intuitive sense and feeling. And also, um, we both were able to access an Akashic record, mm-hmm. which is um, looking back at your timeline w- with your soul, not just this current life. Mm-hmm. and remembering aspects of your life that give you clues and ideas to who you were, who you mm-hmm. connected with, and and how that energy is still present in your current situation. Wow. Um, that's pretty incredible.
0: Oh, I got so many goosebumps. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you moved, so recently moved from Flagstaff back to Wisconsin, and I know like community yeah. has been kind of on the forefront of
1: how long were you in Flagstaff for? I was so I before Flagstaff, I was traveling um in the southern region and then I moved to Arizona about a, I was there years, so I've been traveling for about two years. Okay. Um so it's just been an awesome way to experience new vibrations, new people, mm-hmm. new experiences and, and give back. Uh, to the world I think a little bit yeah. more than I was doing before because I was volunteering with both the organizations I worked with yeah. so it was really awesome
0: experience and yeah you lived in your van we were talking a little bit before this but so yes. kind of what was the determining factor when you were somewhere and you're like okay it's time to leave like we can close this chapter or was it something like pushed you in a different direction
1: yeah I think I Was at a place where I was recognizing that there was an extreme and powerful shift happening, Mm -hmm. and that at that time I wasn't exactly grounded, I wasn't rooted within myself Mm -hmm. and within the group of individuals that I was with. Like, I didn't feel like I was able to stay in Arizona anymore, I Mm -hmm. felt like I needed to change within myself and ultimately change, you know, internal change comes with external change Mm -hmm. because it's ultimately a reflection of our internal world. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of like my own healing, like is in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. because a lot of it, you know, I needed to come back to the main root of what was causing, you know, pain and struggle. And I think I knew that I needed to eventually come back to Wisconsin mm-hmm. and, and be with family and have, you know, this unconditional love that I'm so thankful to have with my family and mm-hmm. with my friends here. And, um and then the universe was like, Hey, like your van is no longer functioning. Like it is time. <laughs> so it was kind of just like, I had all these ideas like, Oh, Oregon is my next step. But ultimately it was just trusting that, like, I will be exactly where I need to be. and it, And it was Wisconsin. So like, yeah. that's, kind of I just chose to listen and to trust mm-hmm. and I'm here and I am thankful and eventually
0: I will be back at
1: west <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> it's such a hard thing to trust because you could have totally been like my fucking van's broken this shit like I can't follow my plans like what the hell like the universe is fighting me and like everything I want to do but instead you were like no, this is definitely a very clear message of like maybe my timeline was a little off in my head, and I just need to step back into home space. And I know before the we started recording, we were talking a little bit about um, the foundation that you build when you do like land somewhere new, and it takes time and to grow that foundation. Mm-hmm. And like you, I feel like when you move to a new place, you can really easily transform who you are, especially if you're traveling by yourself, and you kind of can like reconduct what you what what your appearance is to other people a little bit or like morph a little without having anyone be like, well, you really have changed, you know? Um, was it hard for you to like build that foundation in so many different places and have to start from scratch each place? Or did you kind of know people in everywhere you went?
1: Yeah, so I was very thankful um, throughout my travels. I worked um, with two different organizations. Mm-hmm. The first one was... AmeriCorps, um, C, And that is a 10-month program that's dedicated to um, volunteer work. Mm-hmm. So I was on a fire and disaster crew. So awesome. I yeah, it was, it was awesome. And ultimately, so we were put onto a team of eight to 10 people. Mm-hmm. So I had a really strong foundation and a really strong community of like-minded people who wanted to just give back and mm-hmm. wanted to show up for people who were in desperate need. And um, that, I mean, in itself was absolutely life-changing mm-hmm. Um, to be able to respond to, natural disasters to be able to get my FFT2, which is Wild and Firefighter Certification. And mm-hmm. um, we experienced like a stimulate, a stimulation like of what like a law of fire would be like. And mm-hmm. I think just like your relationships are shaped by your experiences. Mm-hmm. And ultimately we were so intentional and meaningful for what and with we were doing. Mm-hmm. So I think that was really, really amazing to be able to have my foundation within that organization Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was when I was in the southern region and then in Arizona I worked with Arizona Conservation Corps so I was also placed on a team in like eight people and um, yeah in the first team I was on we were working in the Grand Canyon and we got to camp. Um, I mean, our work was living and working in the Grand Canyon and it was just I mean, we ate together, we worked together, we, you know, hung out together. It was just ultimately like we spent every moment together as a a crew in and both of those organizations. So I think it just like brought the rawness of myself out because, you know, I was like showing up and doing, you know, my work, but also like learning how to work and function with people who you know at first like you have no idea who they are you you come from different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and um they're all different vibrations but ultimately like you have the same intention with working with those organizations Mm -hmm. and being able to be submerged in nature Mm -hmm. and a lot of people live simply like in their cars or like really um you know, or in their tents, whatever it have Mm -hmm. been for their situation. But it was just a really bonding experience to be able to, you know, travel and and backcountry trips Mm -hmm. that we got to do. And so it was, yeah, I'm very thankful I got to build my community and my family within Mm -hmm. those organizations of like-minded individuals.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. I didn't know you did like the wildfire or like fire conservation or you know cleanup, <laughs> come in after the disaster strikes kind of thing. And I can't imagine because fire is such a destructive mm-hmm. element, you know, and it's. you just you look and the smell after and like it just takes Mm -hmm. I mean like we had fires here a couple months ago and I've never been in an area that was like prone to wildfires like it is like here or like Arizona Um, but I could look from my window and see the fires in the mountains and I was just like do we have to evacuate what's going on and like really sat down and had to question like what would I grab of my things if this, Mm -hmm. if we were to have to evacuate and like, what's really that important in my life? And like, how can I, and it was just such an eye opening experience. Like granted, we didn't have to evacuate. A lot of people did. We were really blessed. We didn't have to, but the smoke pouring in and from the wind and just like seeing it, just tearing down the mountain from, from home was just like, wow. And then thinking about like, what do I really value? And like, I could, I wouldn't have time to bring a lot of things. So like, what would I grab? And then the minimum amount of things that I, I was, I felt okay about, you know, it was like an experience of, I don't need all this material shit around mm-hmm. me. I just need my animals, my partner. He wanted to grab his fish because it's like <laughs> it almost—it's like an extinct fish from like South Africa or something. He's like, "We have to grab incredible. the fish." And then like, we were like, "We don't really need any of our clothes, maybe our laptops and stuff." But it was really kind of like humbling to think about, you know. And it's just—it's such a—it's such a crazy like all the just different things that can happen in the environment, especially like with global warming picking up and stuff. It's crazy. Like humans are so minuscule and small and powerless in the realm of hurricanes and earthquakes and tornadoes and fire and everything. So I feel like that could really be such an eye-opening experience of like, wow, things can, things can be burned real quick, real easy, Mm -hmm. like to see that and be there for like the cleanup part. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely relate because um, when I was working in Arizona and we were on a backcountry project in Utah, um, all we had was our backpacks like mm-hmm. that's the only thing that we you know we had to pack food for nine days yeah. and figure out a way to fit it into our packs uh-huh. I mean most of us had like 75 or 80 liter packs um but the clothes like you you mainly just wore re-wore your clothes like mm-hmm. you brought maybe two different you know changes of pairs and it was winter so you had to make sure that you uh-huh. had enough warmth and it really yeah. makes you realize like, what do I actually need mm-hmm. versus what I just want mm-hmm. and feel like I could have? And it really allowed me to recognize like the simplicity and the value of what life has to offer. And it's until we experience, you know, those situations like back country or an emergency where it's like, wow, like we, we have a different perspective mm. towards like our priorities and towards like what it is that we actually value. Mm. And sometimes we have to like hit that rock bottom to to realize like okay like I deeply appreciate everything that I have but like what do I actually have when it comes down to the root of it like Mm -hmm. what is it that like and and it's most likely like it's never anything that is physical like what you have is like already like what you need like within yeah so I just think it's an awesome like way to have a different perspective
0: Mm -hmm. And what brought you all to this? Like, have you been interested in this kind of thing? Because I know you're talking about, you know, energies and stuff like that. And like, you you seem very, very knowledgeable around it and like very secure in your own thoughts and um, and, and comfortable talking about it all. Because I think a lot of people would be like, okay, yeah, I met this person and like, I know our relationship from past lives. And, you know, you, you, it's not like a hesitation or a blip. It's like, no, I know this is fact within me, but I, f- I think a lot of times like spiritual awakening or kind of having this um, deeper understanding and awareness of um, the, the world and kind of like the energies and what's going on. Um, how do you stumble upon that? I feel like it kind of something usually happens in someone's life to like really propel them into that. Direction.
1: Yeah, I uh, um I feel I have been on this this journey of healing, mm-hmm. whether it's my own healing or just this inspiration or desire to to be a healer for others. Mm-hmm. And I think it started um, when I was out of high school, so I was still relatively young, and I got involved maybe with the wrong uh, group of people but also the right group of people because it led me to to all that I am today and I'm mm-hmm. um you know I think those experiences whether they were darker mm-hmm. um or lighter I think is what has shaped me into my perspectives into my beliefs and mm-hmm. um I think I lost my way a little bit whether it was with my eating disorder mm-hmm. or um experiencing drugs and new experiences and music mm-hmm. and I lost touch with my own self mm-hmm. and it was I kind of had a turning point where I realized like I cannot keep risking my life and risking who I am for for what and mm-hmm. I had this turning a point of Wanting to learn and wanting to expand my consciousness and my awareness and and start to allow myself to find the healing and the nurturing that I that I knew I deserved mm-hmm. and um, started to really learn about like vegetarianism and different proteins and what foods are were actually going to be beneficial and and find a, a deep yogic practice and mm-hmm. meditation and. And learn about, you know, the chakras and and different st- forms of healing, sound healing, crystal healing, and it was since I was very young that I was just so drawn to these aspects um, and this these ideas of spirituality and awakening and consciousness. And I, ever since, I think I've just I have found my path and my purpose through those areas of healing and nurturing mm-hmm. and I think just recently I realized like wow I can actually like allow this to be who I am and like finding contentment in like I you know I don't have to do something that is traditional or have to go to school to to be anything all I have to do is continue to value and appreciate what I know and the wisdom that I you know, have gained throughout those years and throughout those my own practices and sharing with others. And mm-hmm. I just think it's awesome how I am able to inspire people with food. And that is something that, you know, I never worked towards or I had intentions for that. It's just I'm being authentic to to what I eat, you know, learning about the roots of growing your own food and what herbs and spices are going to be most beneficial, mm-hmm. associating it with like Ayurvedic medicine and different practices that are ultimately bringing, bringing you into balance. And I think that just reflects and other people can sense and, and see that and hope to do the same. I think ultimately we're all reflections of each other. So,
0: yeah. 100%. I love that so much. Yeah, because I, I think like a lot of times from just ex- like people I've talked to and stuff, it's like you almost hit rock bottom or – There's like a tragic loss or like you said, like an eating disorder or just like so much self-loathing that I feel like we can be really self-destructive and come into like this victim mindset of like, you know, woe is me, you know, poor me. I'm just going to play victim because it's easier and choosing the step of. So growing your self-awareness, really learning like where things are in within you that need healing and need forgiveness placed on them and everything stems from the gut. So with food, like I feel like you're just hitting it from all angles, which is really cool to hear and see. And it's just like your journey to, from what I've gathered so far anyway, is like, how can I heal myself so I can best serve and heal others, which mm. I feel like aligns a lot with where I'm at kind of, and, and just like, I want to gain knowledge and follow where my interest is peaking, but like in order for me to serve and show up to the best of my possible ability, I have to serve and show up the best for myself first. Um, and yeah, it's like, with yoga meditation, I make like a little potion every morning and music has just been such like an, mm-hmm. a thing in my life. I'm like always listening to music and finding new music, whether it be like chanting or rap or dubstep. Yes. or like, whatever. <laughs> um, And just, I think the world needs so much healing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, so, especially our parents' generation. Like I was just with my mom, um, a couple of days ago for lunch, and it just like had this he- whole entire perspective shift around her, and like she went through a really hard time from when I was 18 till probably recently, so like 10 years. And for her, she said something to me of like, "God, I can't believe I was in that horrible of a headspace," and it really flipped my whole perspective. Instead of being like, "Oh, well, like, oh, victim, me," to like, "Wow, you were hurting so bad." Like, I'm so sorry you went through that and with no tangible thing to grab to help. And I'm so, like such the same way of like, I want to use my tools to help heal others and show them that it is possible. And and I think it's things are coming to that more and more and more and people are becoming more and more aware, especially in Wisconsin. I mean, there it was like when I was doing sound healings. I was like the only sound healer that anyone had ever heard of. And <laughs> now it's like people are coming around and doing more in these realms. And I really hope it shifts our planet to, you know, higher consciousness and just more love and more healing and more joy and like less seriousness and more of the feminine aspect of the world.
1: Yes. Yes. I I feel that we are in this transformative period mm-hmm. where I think. COVID has made us realize how important our health is, how important our nutrition is, our community, our support system, and also how important our own like solitude. I mean, how many people got the chance to be off of work, to stay home, to be with their kids and with their family and Rebuild those connections with the people that they maybe haven't touched base on, out of concern or out of just pure love and support and compassion for one another. And I think the amount of people that have been brought together through this difficult time has also allowed us to move into a different level of awareness mm-hmm. and a different level of appreciation for being able to give a hug being able to have that physical touch and to get together with people in large groups and you know go you know to events and all these different aspects it's just really allowing us to sit back and be like wow like this these are tiny aspects that were so natural mm-hmm. and were so i mean it was just part of our everyday life and now we you know are being slowed down mm-hmm. and asked to to see see differently I look at it with a perspective of like just imagining like as if there's like this huge like Eiffel Tower in front of you and everything that's been going on with a range of different aspects like that tower has slowly been like tumbling down Mm. and eventually like you can see past what has been bl- like been blinding mm-hmm. and uh, different areas you know of what could have blinded you whether it was working too much or the disconnection with family it could have been many different aspects but mm-hmm. ultimately that has been tumbled down and you're you're able to see so much further mm-hmm. and I think ultimately like that it's going to bring people into an awakening and into a higher vibration because they're realizing like hey this maybe hasn't served me and this is very clear now that it cannot serve me so they're being asked to step out of their comfort zone yeah and and to try try something new try mm-hmm. something different and i know it's it seems chaotic and stressful and fearful but i think ultimately like it's moving us into a different way of being mm-hmm. cuz i think i think we need it i think we need a deeper connection to nature yeah, a deeper connection to animals and to each other. Mm-hmm. So I think it's,
0: yeah. yeah. I'm always like, it's like the veil is being lifted. And I don't know if it mm-hmm. was like, people are at home with nothing to do. So, you know, you can do more research. And, and I mean, you don't have Facebook, but Facebook was going off for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> like, politics and all of this stuff. And it's just, I mean, it's just, we're all becoming more aware of the structures that were built in our world to serve certain people and not others and that's all being exposed and people are like wait a second let's scrap and rebuild this is not working and you know, and it's just covid and i know for some people it has not like there's no blessings like some you know, or not no blessings but like it's been a lot harder for a lot of people. Like, I feel, like I said, really blessed that I'm in the place I'm in. And like, I got to cultivate what I wanted out of the, the space to really question, like, what am I doing? What do I want to be doing? And I know some people didn't get that opportunity and are really struggling and death and all of this kind of thing. But it's like, I think collectively, it was such a blessing to have this pause to just be like, okay, stay home. How are you occupying yourself? Are you scrolling on Instagram and watching Netflix all day? Or are you going to sit down and like journal and contemplate and research and question, like question everything and um, just really figure out who you are as an individual and, and, and be able to provide that to the world? Because I think everyone is so special in their individualism and in who they are and what they can bring to the table and no two people are exactly alike so it's like Mm -hmm. how do we tap further into that piece of ourselves that feels so aligned and you were talking about purpose a little bit and really narrowing that down and for me it's like I've had a lot of depression issues and a lot of anxiety issues and you know all that comes with so much just like the partying and the self-loathing and stuff like that and It's. I think this whole thing is just like, where is my purpose? And when I find my purpose or what feels like my highest alignment, I can line myself up with that. And then I can keep moving forward on that path where it is filled with joy and happiness and obviously not easy. And you face off with fear all the time, because I think when you go for something that feels like your highest excitement and your highest purpose, that's going to be the scariest thing you could possibly go for. Because if you fall and fail, which I don't, like failure to me is just like a stepping stone into more success. But if you fall and fail, that's like, that's, that's hard. And it's a hard thing to move through. So it's like, how do you face off with these fears constantly and face off with the fear of growing into your power and your uniqueness. And I think being able to like be home and really question all of that has brought up so much in so many different people and you see it everywhere of just like career change or starting a business, even though it's scary times or, you know, feeling like an activist and something or moving and completely uprooting everything and trying something new. It's, it's really, it's, everything's shifting so much. It's like the Aquarian age is happening. Yes, I agree. And I,
1: it's just amazing to see like the ripple effect that I'm noticing in, in friends, like, wow, like I'm realizing this, like, I need to pursue this option instead of, you know, continuing, continuing a career that isn't serving me and isn't creating the happiness and cultivating that, like that genuine, authentic self. Mm -hmm. And there's just this, Powerful shift that I think is happening in so many individuals, and it's just awesome to be living right now and to be able to witness all these yeah. aspects that are changing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like you know, there's people who are going to be like in the back, kind of like you're really going to got to lasso them and be like, "Come on, let's go, <laughs> <Find Yeah>. happiness, <laughs> let's make this happen," you know. Um, yes. But I think the more like you you show up, like you are showing up in the world in the way that you see is best fit for you and everyone around you. And I think that is contagious. I think Mm -hmm. when we can show up in the world and express ourselves, it's like someone else will hear or see or feel that and be like, oh, okay. That's what it seems like to be able to do that. Like, I want to try that too. Or, and I think it's just like, we have to lead the revolution with joy and dance and play and and really make it irresistible in the way of this is not serious grind stress yourself out like work till you retire and then maybe have a a fun le- like you know what i mean it's like the structure is just set up in a, in a dumb way <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it's almost like since all of these aspects that we were used to that we were comfortable with have been shifted and changed mm-hmm. we almost had to find that like almost to rewrite our own story and rewrite our own direction and come back into ourselves. like where where am I at like how how can I be a guide towards other or how can I show up more for myself and find a deeper sense of peace Mm -hmm. and not be so involved with everything else that is going on in the external world. But how can I just listen and how can I find calmness in the chaos and in this, in the loud noise and everything that else is happening? Like, and it just, I think it's awesome that we have this time to really contemplate like what it is that we're doing and what it is that like everyone else is doing and how we can come together and find a sense of community within ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like attract people who are also ha- having those same intentions. And I think coming back to Wisconsin, I had this intention of being a support to my family and, and maybe revealing aspects that they weren't aware of. And mm-hmm. I think I've definitely attracted people who have that same light that who are willing to serve others and show up in a way that is completely selfless and Mm. is is sacred towards Mm. our generation, towards our our family. And I think we're all connected in some way or another. And I think it's just a matter of coming together when we need each other the most.
0: Mm. Do you feel like, cause a lot of times that people say, and this is something I've like contemplated in my head a lot, but for me, okay. So there's like this fine line between being a people pleaser and being of service. And for me, being of service and watching someone grow or helping them step into this more full, excited giddy version of themselves makes my cup so full. It makes me feel so Mm -hmm. good to be able to show up in that way to help guide someone to get to that place. But some people will say, oh, you're giving too much. It's dwindling your cup um, because you're filling someone else's cup instead of your own. And it's like, well, yeah, you have to have a full cup first before you can share the wealth. But like, do you feel like a similar aspect of me is like when you're serving other people, you feel fulfilled or do you think that comes from, like, a people-pleasing kind of thing from your past?
1: I I think it's just unconditional. Mm. I think no matter what, like, and Lee brought this up the other day where he said, like, unconditional love is without condition. Mm. And that same goes forward, like, as we serve others, like, we are being unconditional. Mm. Whether it's generous, whether it's, you know just listening, whatever it may be, we're showing up for them in a way that they need the most. And I think no matter what, like that aspect of helping and guiding and supporting anyone and everyone, like it's always going to brighten who I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like light up my soul even more. So I don't, I don't feel it drains me at all because I know that that's one of my purposes of, of being here in this very life is, is, being that light for other people so they can see their most authentic self and be reminded of the light that they actually and truly are.
0: Mm. Yeah. I love that. Unconditional love comes without condition. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> God, he's so amazing. I love him so. Sorry, By the way, I'm like just. <laughs> in thinking of like, all right, this is the trifecta right here. We all need to get together because fucking yes. will happen, and I feel like yes. fireworks will go off and things will explode, and like it's just gonna be honestly like one of the <laughs> Wisconsin of guys. <laughs> so yes. that's amazing. So, um, the other thing I did want to come back to community a little bit of like you said so you move you kind of have moved around but you stay with the same core people and you really were to develop relationships with them and and I mean you're you're in survival survivor man mode you know it's like okay i'm trusting you with so much and like i think that just grows a bond like a deeper bond if you're like literally relying on someone in this super trust space of like okay we're traveling you know in utah with backpacks and like everything we need to survive is in here so if i lose all my food please share with me kind of thing but was it really hard for you because i think it depends where you are in wisconsin but for the most part i think madison milwaukee is pretty progressive and I'm pretty progressive, but then you get to like the small, small towns and like the country farms and and nothing wrong with that at all, but it's just like you get tossed from like this high vibrational, you know, realm people might call like woo-woo or something like that. And you get tossed into like, I'm gonna drive my tractor to work and go to fleet Farm and pick <laughs> up some you know <laughs> farm supplies. And it's like there's a huge shift, especially I moved from California back to Wisconsin and I was just like oh all right <laughs> let's like re re how I'm going to show up here because I can't show up like I was showing up there how has it been how have you integrated into that and what are you how are you trying to reach out to find like your soul family there or are you really just focused on your like your blood family
1: yeah that's a beautiful question and I think When I first moved from Arizona to Wisconsin, it was there was a lot of resistance. Like I was not accepting being in Wisconsin. I did not want to be in Wisconsin because it was almost forced. Like I I I had to come back because I had no vehicle. I had no no home. Like there was no option. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there was definitely a few months where I just. I wasn't exactly where I wanted to be. And I wanted to get a van right away and leave like immediately. I had no intentions of staying. I had no intentions of like reconnecting with the people um, back here in Wisconsin. And then the more I started to listen to why I was here, Mm -hmm. the more I realized like I need to be here Mm -hmm. and I need to learn more of my own journey build those stronger roots because I have this awesome foundation with my family automatically. And I think what I needed was stability and security mm-hmm. and strength. I I needed to build up this this strength within myself again. And I think the best way that I could offer that to myself is being around people who knew me who who you know see me for who I am not what I am not what I do anything of those sorts and um, the more I just started to dive deep into my own practices and and allow myself to find that deeper acceptance of like I am here like and and see the tiny beautiful miracles that are in Wisconsin like the beautiful bodies of water and all the trails that it offers and the wildlife, the birds Mm -hmm. and the animals that my family has to being able to connect with them Mm -hmm. and noticing the really small, really small aspects Mm -hmm. of the appreciation and things to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, The more I started to align with people and with situations like a Mm -hmm. job that is who I am and it resonates with who I am and I started to work back at the acupuncture clinic where I used to work a while back and Mm -hmm. got offered an aerial um,
0: instructor
1: position. Mm -hmm. And it just, it allowed me to feel inspired. Like this is where I'm supposed to be at because of these opportunities, because of reconnecting with that more alternative medicine and how sacred movement is. I, I think for me, like part of my healing has been with movement, Mm -hmm. with flow and with yoga and especially with aerial because you're in the air and Mm that you have this, it's just a whole different level of communicating with your body and coming, tapping back into the five dance rhythm therapy, Mm -hmm. which is exploring your emotions and, and allowing them to release and coming into like a trance state. And I think just finding these aspects of myself, I realized like I am home. Mm. like within myself like I don't need to be anywhere in particular to be home mm. it's a feeling within myself that I finally allowed myself to reach and come back to
0: wow <laughs> like I've just been getting so many goosebumps this whole time um, <laughs> I love it it's, it's just such a beautiful reflection of like home is where the heart is. You know, people say that all the time and it just, it doesn't, something doesn't solidify in your head or like your body until you really experience it yourself, I feel like. But to come back and just continue to come back to gratitude, no matter how uncomfortable it may have been for you while you were there. And just to say like, yeah, it was me really honing in on the little details of gratitude of just like the small moments and and not getting so overwhelmed by what the future has to hold. And just really, like you said, leaning into trust. I always say, like, trust the universe will provide you all the abundance you need. And, like, that's mm-hmm. exactly the perfect example of, like, you're just like, okay, this is uncomfortable, but let me really focus on these little little aspects of this life that I really am grateful for. And then that manifested into greater, less deep, you know, like, less, like, minute things in a realm of, like, now you're working in probably a place that feels super amazing, and the energy is super awesome, and then to teach Ariel is, like, it's it's just, like, you're cultivating a life that you desire, and that's really, really, really hard for some people to even begin to take steps towards, so it's just really beautiful to hear, like, that experience and how you transitioned into something that maybe wasn't your ideal situation, but now it's becoming your ideal situation. And it's like, you know, nothing's permanent, so you're not stuck there forever. But it's just really, really cool to hear how you came to that point. Because, I mean, I remember moving back to Wisconsin and just being like, every day during winter. Like I fucking hate it here. I want to leave so bad. Like this is, I have no humans that relate to me. Everyone thinks I'm freaking crazy. And like, <laughs> granted, like my parents have a restaurant there that I could go to. And there are a lot of people that come there from like Illinois, Arizona, Florida for the summers and summers are amazing, but winter is just Barren and cold. And I struggled super, super hard. And it was because I forgot gratitude. Because at that point in my life, I wasn't about gratitude. And gratitude for me is something that can just brings me back. It just brings me back from that mind spiral that just goes chaotic and you're just like, everything's shit. You know, I'm like so depressed and have so much anxiety to like look around you like wow, (laughs) I really have all the, everything I need and I'm sustaining and surviving and I'm loved and I'm held and like, I love my animals and stuff like that. And it's just gratitude to me is such a profound, simple thing that you can do every single day to really bring yourself back to this sense of like, I'm doing phenomenal. Things are great. (laughs) Yes, I agree.
1: And I think, Wisconsin I know we touched base on this before the podcast but like the environment your surroundings holds a certain like frequency or vibration and I think Wisconsin is a completely different feeling than like California or out west or even out south somewhere like it's just it's its own cultivation of Mm energy and it's just you know those people you know people are going to resonate and be in in sync with the vibration of where they're living Mm -hmm. um that's just like naturally how it aligns and works and I feel like coming back like it was a different energy that I needed to relearn and reevaluate and I think it was really awesome to like allow myself to communicate with the land and Mm -hmm. to get out into nature and be in the water and just allow the earth to utilize its healing abilities Mm -hmm. and I think that was another like huge aspect of like how I allowed my energy to shift and really be mindful and appreciative of the trees and of the rocks and of gardening and you know all these experiences you get to do outside and I know winter is such it feels much more like like smaller and more condensed but I act I feel like I recently like realized that like it's a time for like kind of contracting like coming inwards mm-hmm. finding more stillness and calmness and then the summer is when you can expand and when you can grow and when you can open up and um it's just really awesome to be able to utilize the seasons and the natural rhythm of what the land and our earth offers into a way of like how it's actually like transforming into our own lives like it's amazing like how people shift with the seasons and I think we're naturally supposed to.
0: I agree and it's it's the hard part for me is like because I'm like a triple fire sign. I'm like fire, fire, sun, fire, moon. I'm just like, let's go. Um, That's why I love living by water. I feel like it really cools me down a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, it's really hard for me. And I love the bringing up the seasons thing because I really do feel like, in Ayurvedic medicine, there's like a a clock and there's like certain times you should be sleeping and awake. There's certain times you're feeling lower and certain times you're feeling more fiery. There's also like the clock for, you know, the four sections of your life. Um, And then they go with the seasons as well. And I just love the analogy between everything, the seasons, the timeline of your life, like your body, your waking clock, everything. Um, And it's always such a struggle for me in winter because I, I, I fight that urge to rest i fight the urge to hibernate i don't feel as on fire like i don't feel as excited by the things that usually excite me in the summer and and it's it's just a practice to really lean into that and be like okay just because i'm not Moving forward as as fast as I would in the summer or cultivating as much content or whatever in the winter as I would the summer, it's not a bad thing. And it allows your body to like rest and reboot for those like more fiery months. And Wisconsin really, really puts you in that because mm-hmm. I think like the drastic difference between the seasons is intense, whereas like living in Santa Barbara, it's 75 and sunny all the time. So you don't experience that as much like, yeah, you might get a rainy day or cloudy or foggy day or something, but you don't get to be cyclical with that cycle as much as you do in places that have seasons. Um, And so it's, I mean, I guess in Flagstaff, you probably did have the cyclical kind of season thing. But I mean, living in like Tucson or Phoenix or something, you get a little bit of it, but not nearly like the changes of wisconsin and and the beauty in that because it is very clear what season is Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yes yes it definitely is and i think it's i was at that same place like i was also like kind of like fighting winter i was like oh i want it to get cold like Mm -hmm. i want to be able to get outside but like there's still so many activities that you can find it's just a matter of like exploring like ice skating or Mm -hmm. cross-country skiing or you know there's so many different areas that you can explore in winter Mm -hmm. and I'm thankful I have a cat that loves hiking so like he'll like yeah so he'll like like jump in the snow like in my like foot tracks and like follow me so like I feel like just those little like having like a little companion that like enjoys winter with me and like we'll build a snowman and like try to attack the snow that I'm like trying to build and like it just I feel like it's given me like really like a lot of love for Wisconsin and for winter especially so it's yeah it's awesome
0: it's I, I always say like me and my partner Matt we always say like the prescription for depression should be getting an animal because Mm -hmm. or like a dog or like a cat that likes to go outside because you Mm -hmm. have to go outside with them they need to run and they need Mm -hmm. to go to the bathroom so you have no option to like lay in bed depressed all day like you need to actively get up and get out with your animal and they show so much unconditional love and they're not going to not like you because you're depressed or sad or you know what I mean? It's like they love you unconditionally because you care for them. And that's one thing that's kind of pushed me to really appreciate winter a little bit too, is like, we have a dog park, like right outside our apartment complex, which is super awesome but when it's my yeah. like, dogs are just like one of them, The he's like 126 pounds. He's huge. He's Anatolian shepherd, great Pyrenees mix, but he like runs out, does somersaults, flips around, sticks his nose. <laughs> his like, he's just loves winter and just oh. like, getting out is a hard process. But once I'm out there and like, see that joy and play in like my animal, I'm just like, okay, this is kind of beautiful. Like it, you know, I could appreciate this and it's just, it's all about perspective. It really is all about perspective. Oh,
1: hundred percent. So that is so cute. I love that. <laughs> and yeah, it, it just, it like, it brings you so much joy that they're enjoying it so mm-hmm. much. So it makes you want to do it more often. Yeah. Too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is nice to get a breath of fresh air. Like to get outside and just like breathe in that air or just like be surrounded by trees. I know. And I think it's in Japan, they do, they prescribe like forest bathing or they do yes. forest bathing where it's like, mm-hmm. you literally go out in the middle of the forest and just kind of slowly walk around and observe and breathe. And that is like their cure for depression and mental and mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. And it's, I just don't think it's not accessible to everyone in the U S at as much but I think people are just so glued to their computers and their screens and trying to I mean you see people watching like I think on Netflix they have like fireplaces or like nature scenes or like ocean or whatever and it's like Mm -hmm. you're watching nature on a screen but maybe you should just step out your door and go explore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No I agree and I'm very thankful
1: that my family has a little bit of land here in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So like we can like, and me and my friend were talking, we're like, we're going to like, we're going to go winter camping. Uh, like we're going to like take a shovel, like have snow, at, like a little spot and like, we're going to camp in the winter and we're going to embrace this season. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure our bodies are not going to like it throughout the night, but like, we're just going to embrace it and yeah. allow ourselves to be in sync with what is happening outside because mm-hmm. houses separate us from, you know, what is outside and yeah. i think if you think about like the wildlife like they live outside mm-hmm. they survive outside they they make it some birds like they live in the winter and they're in the snowstorms and mm-hmm. i feel like we are not separated from those animals like we're all part of this one organism mm-hmm. so i think it's so important to just tap into like your surroundings
0: yeah yeah it's like we are nature Like we are nature, we are part of nature. And I think it's really easy to forget that because our minds work so differently than I think a lot of critters or, you know, maybe plants or something in a different way that we can like verbalize and communicate that they can't communicate with us. Um, And just to understand that, like, you know, as the spring blooms, so do you as the winter Mm -hmm. sheds and hibernates. So do you as the summer Mm -hmm. is full and warm and, and there's energy and it's a lot more light during the day. It's like, that's you too. And it's just like, I love the idea of just like really tapping into these cycles and being more aware of them. And it doesn't mean you have to be a male, female or whatever, um, because like a woman has like, you know, your, your moon cycle, and tapping into that's really a beautiful experience too, but just like really, really sitting within and observing what's happening in your surroundings and allowing yourself to cultivate that feeling within as well. I think it's like something we've kind of lost touch with completely, and it's really powerful.
1: And it's almost like you're building your foundation with your environment. And I think it brings us back to community like, community is foundation. And so if we're finding foundation in individuals and in souls and animals, we also are finding that foundation in our environment. So it's just this full circle of ultimately coming back to your roots.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which do you think that, and we're like slowly running out of time, but do you think that um, eventually humanity is going to kind of come back to this um, community, tribal, smaller grouped, living off the land, helping each other kind of mentality. Because I feel like my last podcast was kind of on like, are millennials really the laziest generation? it's like, no, we have so mm-hmm. much more that we're concerned about in our, in our lives, like childcare and health insurance and car payments and all this stuff and, and grocery shopping and all these material things. And it's like, if we would just like have a f- bunch of acres get all your best friends, mm-hmm. build some tiny homes, have lots of land, big lush gardens. Everyone takes their turn yeah. helping out and doing the childcare and stuff. It's like that to me seems like such a beautiful way of living compared mm-hmm. to let me get this tiny ass apartment in New York City, mm-hmm. grind work 24/7, have to pay for childcare, not really be a part of my ki- like it just I feel like things are kind of swaying back to that direction a little bit because everything seems to just come full circle. (laughs) Yes. And I, I think we
1: are in progress. I think some individuals, I mean, it's like, you know, as if we have a river and like all the fish are like flowing downstream because that's, you know, the natural way to flow and to move. I think we're going to have some individuals who resist and try to to swim upstream. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think ultimately, like, there is so many different tools and practices. And I know there is Ecoversity, which is um, in Costa Rica, and it, it teaches people about how to build their own, like, eco like sustainable community and how to like have a homestead and just be more Mm self-sufficient and there's also like there's a festival in Oregon called Spirit Weavers Mm -hmm. and it's a, a woman gathering and also children and it ultimately teaches people about the roots of being human about how to ferment food how to grow how to forage how to you know do sacred womb work and how to tap into your own energy and energy medicine and like dance movement and I think those aspects and those experiences and those organizations and collectives mm-hmm. coming together I think is just gonna show people like that it's okay to simplify your life. It's okay to have less it's okay to just be yourself. And I think, I think we will have a turning point and I hope that we have a turning point. I think that a lot of people are, are coming into the light and, and seeing that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, we have we're living in such a unique time, I feel Mm -hmm. like, and there's going to be, it'll be really interesting to watch things progress as we grow, you know? Um, Oh, but that was so amazing. Like, I love all of your knowledge. And just talking to you is awesome. And I'm so happy we got to connect through. <laughs> me. Like, I, like I said, I've heard so much about you. And he's always since we met, he was just like, you need to meet my friend, Raya. You need to meet my friend, mm-hmm. Raya. Like, you guys get along super well. So I really hope we can connect in the the actual physical realm sometime soon. Hopefully I'll be back to Wisconsin this summer. I was there like three three times last summer, I think, which is kind of a lot, but you know, got to live that lake life when you can. <laughs> when you're yes. unemployed and <laughs> waiting out the COVID. Um, yeah. yeah, I really, really appreciate you being on here with me. Is there any like last little thing you wanted to say at all or like throw in there or something we didn't touch that you are like, oh, I just really want to say that too. <laughs> oh,
1: well, I just, I just want to thank you and I feel honored to be able to share with you an exchange. I think words are so powerful. So it's awesome that um, this was so intentional and our conversation was just so fluid and so positive. And I hope that we inspired and showed other people like a different perspective and a new light. Um and so yeah, thank you and so much love. So, so much love.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being here so, so much and taking time out of your Saturday. <laughs> it's just like of course I do these. Like we were talking about a little bit before this, how, you know, it's been such a commitment to do this weekly. And sometimes I don't feel like it, but I always I'm just so lit up after and I just feel so mm-hmm. good. So like thank you for sharing that with me um and yeah if anyone has any questions I am on instagram underscore marmo I love to talk about my podcast or if you have any other questions about anything else um reach out to me and if it's directed for Raya, I can always reach out to you and ask maybe someone's interested in like that field of work and stuff like that but um as always I love you all and thank you so much for listening I you know, I think I have like a solid 15 followers that are like diehard weekly. And, um, it just, this is why I'm here. And this is what I'm doing is trying to bring awareness and, um, light on some things and just like help with words. Like you said, words are such powerful things and I think we can use them to heal and not to hurt. And uh, yeah, so that's why I'm here, Mm -hmm. but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so
1: much for listening. And I will be back next week.